All right, good morning, good morning. Um, I have something in, in, in my hand. Uh, a, a lot of you here have uh, one of these, something like this anyway. This is our certificate of debt on our home. Now, we don't utilize the, the phrase certificate of debt all that much uh, today, but this is Chase Mortgage sending me a note saying that they had bought our, our loan off of the local bank that we, we went through here. And um, uh, this, is, this is them telling us that they, they uh, uh, hold our certificate of debt and all its obligations. And the obligations are X amount per month, correct? Uh, until the, 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 the principal and the interest is taken care of. Uh, we are under that obligation. And, and, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Everything, everything, th- this goes wherever we go. This weighs us down. Now, many, even, even me saying that maybe would say, weigh you down. I mean, it's, it's home debt. It's good debt. Even, even as good debt as a home is, it still weighs us down. Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine being completely debt free what you could do with that money. Uh, let, 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 me, let me say it this way, maybe, that you feel the pressure of making money largely because of the debt that you have. And if you didn't have that weighing down on you, standing over your head, it would produce freedom. It produced freedom. And, and, and even if I ripped up this piece of paper, there would still be somebody holding this debt over my head. Now, today's sermon isn't about finances, but it is about debt. As we move forward in this on display series, where we're taking a look at the fact that God wants us on display for Jesus. And we saw the first week that in order to be on display, we've got to know him, not know about him. We've got to know him. And Phil did a great job twice last week on, 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 on being able to show us who Jesus is. Uh, a couple of things that I learned last week in, in Phil's sermon. First of all, is that Phil is generous with his stuff. Anybody take him up on that offer last week? Anybody? Anybody? And then uh, secondly, what we learned last week is that I could go rogue and apostate at any given point in time. So um, we learned all of that last week, which is, which is awesome and great. But we saw who Jesus is, that he is creator, sustainer, that he is resurrector, that he is leader, that he is king or ruler, if you want to go with that, that theme, same theme there. That, that is who Jesus is. But if we were probably honest with ourselves, no matter if we are from a church background or not, that we believe in Jesus or not, but if you say that is who Jesus is, I do not light a candle to him, so how on earth could I be on display for him? That's a great question. We're going to answer that question this morning. Paul actually already answered that question 2,000 years ago. A guy by the name of Paul who followed Jesus, he persecuted Christians before he followed Jesus, but then he wrote a whole bunch of letters to a whole bunch of churches. Some he started, some he didn't. Colossians, he did not start, but he had a, an intimate uh, relationship with uh, the founder of the, of the, of the uh, church at Colossae, that, that uh, Epaphras, the founder of the church, would come and visit him in prison and everything. And so on one of these return trips back home, he sent this letter back to the Colossians because they were dealing with uh, false teachers. They were dealing with false teachers. That they were telling them certain things about what it really meant to be on display for Jesus. And, and, and Paul was saying no to those and teaching them what it really meant. So in Colossians 2, you can open up our, our app uh, and find it there. The Bible app and our uh, uh, live uh, will also throw them up on the um, screen. Be careful. Colossians 2, verse 8. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition, based on the elemental 
forces of the world and not based on Christ. There's a couple of options that we can go to if we talk about how do I become on display for Jesus. The first option Paul talks about is that we can, we can, we can do this by human and spiritual means. Now, next week's sermon, next week's sermon is going to be pretty much dedicated to this. We're going to hit this and move on. But, but, but human and spiritual means, like, like, like we can make up a whole bunch of rules. For instance, yesterday is a reminder that Christians make up a whole bunch of rules. Saw a couple of articles about why Christians shouldn't participate in Halloween and blah, blah, blah. And as, 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 as Nicole and I walked our boys who were uh, dressed up around our, 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 our neighborhood, we talked about how, you know what? <laughs> I bet Satan could care less if we dress up our little kids and go rob people of candy. Right? 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 I, I bet he could care less. That is not the epitome of what he wanted to have happen to humans. Right? Right? rules it's not based on christ superstitions we can try and find jesus in the tea leaves or tortilla tortilla shells or the cloud formations it's not based on jesus the apocalypse try and find jesus in the red moons we can read the news and go russia's doing this and iraq's doing this we can get a risk board out and when's jesus coming back you know what paul is saying to all of that not based on Christ. Not based on Christ. For some of you, you may be saying, hey, hey, wait, I thought, I thought that was what Christianity was all about. But now your Bible, your handbook is saying it's not. So what is it all about? Hey, that's a great question. We're going to answer that question. Because Paul goes there next. There's a second option. If we are going to be on display, how does that happen? There's a second option. Verse 9, for the entire fullness of Christ's nature dwells bodily in Christ. See, it has to be based on Christ. It has to be based on Jesus because, because God's full nature, as we saw last week, God's full nature is in Jesus. If you want to see who Jesus or God is, take a look at Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four books written in the New Testament. Four guys wrote the story of Jesus' life down so that we can see what God would look like if he walked on this earth. And so the fullness of God dwells in Jesus, but then, verse 10, and you have been filled with, by Him, Jesus. You have been filled by Him. Whoa, ho, time out. Don't just skim over this. Filled by Jesus. Those of you who have been around church, you know, you used to maybe, you know, Amen or oh my. I think we I think we need I think we need a new phrase. I think we need a new phrase. Dang straight. Alright? Help, help, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Talk back to me. Dang straight. Like filled by Jesus. Yeah, there we go. There we go. What? And if you're like, hold on, hold on, this is a little too Halloween-ish that we're getting filled by somebody. And if you're a dude, you're like, I'm not being filled by no guy. What? <laughs> Lydia? <laughs> if, you, if that's too, a little, little too weird for you, just think of it this way. Just think of it this way. We've got a picture of the cosmos. I think we should also have a, a picture of the, of the cosmos. Just, just, just think of it this way. The same, the same guy, the same guy who created that and used all of his power to do this, 
wants to use every ounce of that power to transform you from the inside out. That's what that means. Is that perhaps what you're looking for in life? Option number two is to be filled by Jesus. But we ask ourselves how because, because we, don't, we don't stand up to Jesus. We, we don't, we're, not, we're not as good as Jesus. So how do we how do, we do this? How do we, how do we get prepared for this? He goes into three word pictures. Three word pictures. First of all, verse 11. You were also circumcised in Him with the circumcision not done with hands by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of the Messiah. Jesus wants to circumcise you. Some of you just went, that just got even weirder. Now we put a lot of images up on the screen because they, they, they say, you know, studies say that we learn more by images instead of text. But I did not want to Google Jesus circumcise me um, to, to try and figure out what was even out there for that. So you're just going to have to, you know, handle your own images there. Jesus will circumcise you. You're like, what is that all about? Well, this, this is coming back to all the way to the Old Testament. Father Abraham, right? Father Abraham, have many sons. You're welcome for getting that stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Even if you're not familiar with church, you've probably heard of this guy, Abraham. He was, at first, not interested in God, the one true God. He worshipped all kinds of idols. He worshipped all kinds of idols. And then, and then God showed up to him and essentially said, leave your life behind and come follow me and I will provide you a son that will bless all nations on this earth. And the Bible says that he trusted God. He had faith in God. And that God, when he had faith, in, in, when Abraham had faith in God, that God put on him all of his righteousness. And then God told Abraham, circumcise yourself as a ceremony to show that you have left your old life behind. And now Paul is tapping into this and saying, hey, hey, we don't, we don't circumcise anymore. And all the guys said, dang straight, right? Yeah, amen, right? Yeah. And we don't circumcise anymore. But, but, but Christ still does. He cuts off our old life so that we can move forward. See, we cannot even cut off our own life, our past life. We can't do that. Jesus does that. How do we get on display for him is that we, we that, that Jesus cuts off our old life and, and, and leaves that behind. And secondly, secondly, the second word picture is this. Having been buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us all of our trespasses. The second word picture is baptism. Is baptism. We've got a baptistry right over here. You may, you, if you're new here, you're like, no, 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 that's a feeding trough. Said, no, this is our baptistry. The guy said it was a certified ordained baptistry and we did need to spend 2,000 extra dollars on this, okay? Don't judge us. This is our baptistry. In a few weeks, November 22nd, we're going to flip this over. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get the coldest water we can from the mop sink right in here and fill it up. We're going to put our heater in it and put the cord of the heater in the water, and we're going to get you in the water. Just kidding, just kidding. We don't put a heater in it. We're going to get you in the water. 
We're going to get you in the water, and then we put you down into the water. Symbolizing, symbolizing. See, baptism is the new circumcision. Okay? Baptism is the new circumcision. Jared, can you design a t-shirt with that for us? You're on it. Good. <laughs> a bunch of us just walking around. <laughs> baptism and new circumcision. You'd wear it, PA. You know it. You know it. All right. <laughs> so we would, we would, we, we, we put you down in the water, symbolizing that you are now dead to your old self, that the water has washed you of your sins, and that you r- arise to new life in Christ. This is what baptism is all about. See, circumcision was about dying to the old way. This is about living to the new way. Living to the new way. To be on display for Christ is to live a new life. That we are reborn, as Jesus said in John 3. Have you been reborn to a new life in Jesus? But he used a third word picture. A third word picture, the one that, that I mentioned this, this morning. Aren't, aren't we glad that I used the certificate of death as the visual this morning instead of any of the other word pictures we could have used this morning? 14, he erased the certificate of death with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us. He erased the certificate of death. It's not a financial certificate of death. It is a spiritual certificate of of debt. A spiritual certificate of debt. It is sin. And its obligations, its obligations, its obligations is death. It's death. As soon as we sin, and we all have, we start the process of death. We have the physical death out there one day, but, 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 but we die spiritually, we die emotionally, we die psychologically, and we actually, we start dying physically. That when we sin, we are killing ourselves and destroying ourselves. And those obligations stand against us. And it stands opposed to us. The shame. The guilt. The humiliation. And the consequence stands against us right over our heads and we can't get out from underneath it and not only that not only that I, I, I need a helper I need somebody I need some don't worry the circumcision illustration is over I need somebody I need somebody I need a helper Paul Paul you got me you got me okay Paul Paul uh, there is somebody, there is somebody that not only that, not only can I not get out from underneath, there's somebody that holds this over my head, that holds this over my head, that no matter how hard I try to get away, he follows me. He follows me. No matter how hard I get away, he follows me. We might feel like we can get free for a little bit. He follows me and keeps this over my head. We feel free for a little bit and he follows me. And actually, that's a great way. That's a great way to put it. He ends up grabbing hold of us so that we don't get away. And no matter how hard we try or kick him or whatever. <laughs> maybe the circumcision illustration is not done. <laughs> no, no. No matter how hard we get away, we can't. 
We can't. And we wonder, how do we get away? And Jesus is saying, I have done... So one of our elders is walking out. That's not good. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. No matter how hard we try and get away, we can't. And we wonder, is there something we can do? And we try and we try and we try. And we can't get out. But Jesus says there is. What is it? Show 14 back up there on, uh, on, on the screen. Because I can't get away. He erased the certificate of death with its obligations that against us and opposed us and has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. He erased the certificate of debt by t- nailing it to the cross. And verse 15. Go ahead. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and disgraced them publicly. He triumphed over them by him on the cross. Jesus got on the cross to put our sin on him so that it would be erased. And then he took the strong man and disarmed him and shamed him. Essentially, that means that he's stripped him naked. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> by dying, by dying on the cross. Well, I get a little bit nervous, you know. Here, so we're producing a lot of body heat yes, here. We are. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, are you done? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. He put this on the cross. He took it. See, the deal is that the obligation is death, right? The obligation is death, and we cannot pay off... Anybody nervous yet? No, we cannot pay off that obligation. We cannot pay off that obligation. See, it takes a perfect death to pay off this obligation. In order to have a perfect death, you've got to have a perfect life. And we've already messed that up, right? And so we have to have somebody that's lived a perfect life and willing to die a perfect death in our place in order to take our sin off of our head and put it here on the cross so that we can become free from the sin. This is what Jesus did. This Jesus rescued us. But he didn't just rescue us to leave us in a, in, a, in, a, in a fetal position on the floor and say, you are damaged goods and I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. He wanted to fully identify himself with us. And so he says, I will fill you with me because you are damaged goods. I have not only rescued you, but I am going to rebuild you because you are my creation with my image in it, and you are my child. So I am going to not only rescue you from sin, but I am going to rebuild you by the damage that sin had on your life. Addictions? Cancer. Sexual sin? Porn? Cancer. Gossip, slander, lying, canceled. Anger, canceled. The idol of religion, canceled. 
Body image? Approval? Cancel. Escapism? Cancel. Every sin, every sin, cancel. Totally and forever and unconditionally cancel. You do nothing to work for it. It cannot be done by human or spiritual means. It is completely canceled. Simply by faith. Saying, I, I want to identify with you. That's what faith is. Saying, Jesus, I want to identify with you. Some of you maybe have never done that. You can be in church your entire life and have never done that. Trusting in your own means to try to get this to happen. We'll be around the, 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 myself and Shelly and, and Paul will be around in the back so that, so that you can talk to somebody, pray with somebody. We want nothing more to help you find rescue and rebuilding in Jesus. But many of you have done that. Many of you have done that. I'm going to do something maybe a little bit strange. But I hope that this is a picture that will stick with you for a while. That you take, we got sheets of paper on the baptistry and there and then back on the, the soundboard railing. That you can take a pen and you can write, you can write your own certificate of death. And I'm going to do the same. Because I'm not just the pastor, I'm a satisfied customer of Jesus. Right? Just so that you know that I'm smoking what I'm selling, I'm going to put my certificate of death on the cross as a reminder that He rescued me from my certificate of death. And during the next couple of reflection songs, that I encourage you, I challenge you to do the same. Do you have to do it? No, this is merely another word picture. To, 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 to use this to go, to, to, to be a reminder of what really happened with our sin. And as we sing the next song, as we sing the next song, Jesus paid it all, that we will have the reminder of us hammering nails into the cross, that audible reminder that Jesus truly paid it all. So we don't have to. Jesus paid it all for you. Have you identified with Him so that He will fill you and so that, you, that He will identify fully with you? You may say, wait a minute. This is, I, I'm not perfect. You're right. I'm not either. And we'll see next week how to live this, all of this in an imperfect world. But for right here and right now, Worship the one who has paid yours and my certificate of death. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. This time we get to come to your feet. I pray, Lord, that this imagery is real to us. That today that we sing it, that we're going to get to feel it, that we'll hear it, 
that it's real to us that you paid our certificate of death in full. And that this is for anybody who wants to come. Bring salvation and freedom to us today. To your name we pray. Amen.